Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, good morning. We're excited you're here as we are in our in a series entitled Red lettered questions. And again, we're in week four of this series, and this is a series leading up to Easter. So just a a reminder, Easter, we have three services going on. So we have our 7.30, our 9 o'clock, and our 10.30 service. So make sure you're coming. And again, we actually, uh, we're putting three services on so we we can make a little bit of room for guests. We want you to invite people, and we have a card out there as you make your way out. We have a card out there that you can grab multiple of them and use it as an invite card for for friends, family, co-workers, and uh, just invite them to, to hear about the good news of Jesus and to celebrate the resurrection of Christ on Easter. And again, what we've been doing through this series is uh, we've been digging into some of the the words that Jesus said, specifically the red letter words, right? In fact, if you look at your Bible, you can see that there's some red letters, and those are the words of Jesus. And the words of Jesus are, are incredibly powerful because of the power of who he is. But he also, he knew how to use communication better than anybody else. And what he did is he used questions. He used questions more than any other form of communication. In fact, if you go in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are the accounts of Jesus' life and ministry, if you look in the Gospels, he actually asked 307 questions. 307 questions. In fact, he often answered questions with questions because Jesus knew the power of questions. He knew that questions had the power to transform people, to take them through a journey, which is what he's all about, right? He's all about transformation. He's all about changing us so that we can live our life completely the way God intended us to live. So we've been digging into these questions, which really some of these questions are tough, right? Some of these questions are are really sometimes hard to hear. And today's really no different. Today we're going to talk about a question that Jesus asked us based on our well-being. And it's really, it's a question of healing. In fact, Jesus said this. He simply said, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? In just a moment, we're going to dig into the story, which is in John chapter 5, but I want us to think about that question for a minute. Right? Do you want to get well? Right? This seems like a pretty easy question. This seems like a no-brainer. Like, of course we want to get well. There's some areas in our lives where, where we, went, we, we want to get better. There's some things in our lives that, that we want to improve on, right? I mean, if you think about it, there may be some areas in our health that, that we want to improve, right? There's some things that we can do. There's some things that we want to get better at, right? There's some, there's some areas in our finances that we probably want to get a little bit better, that we want to improve, that we want to get well, right? There's some areas in our, in our marriages that we probably, we want, to, we want to get better at, that we want to strengthen, right? There's some areas in our relationships that we want to strengthen. And the same is true spiritually. There's some things that we want to grow at as well. So we have to ask ourselves, do you want to get well? Right? And these questions can go on in these areas where we want to get better. But let me, just, uh, let me just Dr. Phil you right now. If your answer is yes, let me just ask you, how's that going? Right? I think the truth is we all have some wants. We all have some desires. We all have some things that we want to get better at. And again, right now is actually the end of the, the first quarter of 2019. So it's a good time to reflect back on it. And if you were with us in the beginning, I shared some of my goals. So now is the time to kind of look at your goals and see how they're coming along. So in January, I shared some of my, my personal goals. So I'll just kind of give you a kind of update on some things I'm doing. 
Honestly, there's some goals that I'm like crushing, right? There's some things like this year I feel like I've, I've got 2019 and I'm rolling with certain things. So physical goals, if you remember, I had some goals to, um, to do five dips so in a row, so I can do five dips in a row. I got that goal done. Check that one off the list. One of my goals is to do uh, five pull-ups in a row, right? So another one done. Check that off my list. One of my goals was to bench my own weight, so I actually got that one done too, so I can check that off my list. So there's some things that I'm like crushing, right? And then there's some other goals that I'm like on pace for. So my mental goals, I want to read 25 books this year. I'm already at like 12 done, so man, I'm on pace for that as well. I wanted to listen to 52 Leadership Podcasts. I'm at 20, so I'm, again, I'm crushing some goals. Spiritually, one of my goals is to read the entire Bible. I try to read through it each year, and I'm actually on pace to do that. I want to supplement it with some different reading plans. So, I mean, I'm actually on pace to, to get my goal of a 20 reading plan. So, I'm actually on goal for these. So, there's some things I'm crushing. But then there's some other goals that I don't really want to talk about. Like, let's just be honest, right? So, one of my physical goals is I want to lose 30 pounds. And listen, we're just, we're not going to talk about that right now, right? That's one of those things. Right, another one of my, my physical goals was to do uh, five events. So, I've got one done, but I've got nothing else on the radar, right? I, I don't have anything. I'm not signed up for any other one. So, I'm like, there's still some things that, you know, I don't necessarily want to talk about. I don't want to, because I, I haven't quite reached or I'm not quite on pace for those. Right, spiritually, I think I told you in January that I want to uh, do 225 journal entries. Right now, I'm at like 38, which if you do the math on that, the pace is not there. Like that's on pace for like 158. I'm going to fall short. Like again, a goal I necessarily don't want to talk about. And then financially, I made some goals that I want to have a, some three to six months of uh, uh, savings reserves. And we're not quite there yet. And then I made a goal this year to start a, a 529 savings plan for my kids and for their college. And let's just say, sorry, kids, right? <laughs> right? We're not there yet. And I think the truth is we want to get well, but there's some I don't want to talk about goals. There's some I don't want to talk about things when we get asked this question. Again, we're only in one, we got nine months left, so we can still do it. But the truth is we have to ask ourselves, do you want to get well? And again, this seems like a real simple question, but the fact is it's complicated. The fact is it's tough, right? The fact is it's, it's sometimes hard for us to, to really chase after what we really want. And the truth is we have an internal struggle. And in fact, Paul, the Apostle Paul, who started and wrote most of the New Testament and started many churches in the New Testament, and really why we're here today, had this really this internal struggle with himself. In fact, if you look at Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 20, you see him. You see him saying, man, I, I want to do this, but I can't. Right? I want to do this, but this is what I do instead. And he really has this internal struggle. And I think the truth is we have the same struggle. Because when we look at that question, do you want to get well? There's some depth behind it, right? It goes beyond just our goals. It goes really beyond just our outside, and it really hits us in every single part of our lives. And Jesus is asking us this question. He's asking us this question much like he asked a paralyzed man at a pool in the middle of his ministry, which we find in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. Again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. You can put it on your phone. That way you're reading your Bible every single day. But John chapter 5, we're going to start off here, verses 1 through 9. says this here in verse 1. It says, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. So here's Jesus, and he's, he's traveling to Jerusalem. 
right? What he's doing, he's actually coming from Galilee, a place where he actually just healed a nobleman's child. And he's headed to Jerusalem, and what he's doing is he's going there to celebrate one of the festivals. Now, it doesn't say specifically which festival it was, but many people would say that it was the Passover. And uh, again, we celebrate Passover here with the communion. It's really a time where Jesus spent with his, last, uh, with his d- disciples and the Last Supper. So that's what communion is. And during this time, Jewish people would actually travel to Jerusalem to celebrate these festivals. So this is what Jesus is doing. Right? He's traveling from Galilee. He's going to Jerusalem. And on the way there, he stops at this pool. And this pool is a pretty interesting place. So check this out in verse 3. It says here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, and they waited for the moving waters. So this pool is really where sick people hung out. This pool is really where people who had some needs, they came to stay around. Like they, it went beyond just their wants. It went into some, to some hard things, right? It went beyond just some New Year's resolutions. It went beyond some goals. Those people were, were people who had some things that they needed a touch from God. They needed a healing. Right? There's disabled people, there's blind people, there's paralyzed people. And these are the people that are hanging around this pool. And they waited for the waters to move. And check out why here in verse 4. It says, from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. Their first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. So now, I don't know about you, but this is pretty amazing to think about. Right? Once the angel of the Lord would come down, stir the waters... The first person in the pool would be cured. Like, imagine this. Imagine all these people waiting around. Now, imagine how fast they got into the pool afterwards. Like, to me, this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing, like, a a doctor's office. Like, I'm picturing the waiting room of a doctor's office. Right? When you go in there, what you want, you're going in there because you want to get healed. So I don't know about you, but like regardless of how I feel, I go into the doctor's office, I look around, I'm like, man, I'm going to come out of here sicker than what I'm going in, right? People are sneezing everywhere, and you just want to get in and get out as fast as possible. And this is probably what these people are thinking. And when I go to the doctor's office, like the moment I hear my name, I'm like up and to the door as fast as possible, right? It doesn't matter how bad I feel, right? I can, be, I can have a headache, I can have a head cold, I can feel like the world's crashing in, and I'm going to get completely, I'm like dying here, right? But the moment I hear my name, I'm ready to go. In fact, if I hear anybody's name, I really want to go because I don't like to wait that much. But this is where these people are, right? They're here and they're waiting to be healed. They're waiting to get better. And they want to do it as fast as possible. But verse 5 talks about this guy who had, well, he had a pretty long wait. Verse 5, it says, One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. 38 years. Right, here's this invalid, here's this person who has been disabled, who's been sick, who has been ill, who has this, this disease that's keeping him from living life, right, for 38 years. I don't know about you, but 38 years is a long time to deal with an issue. But the truth is, I think many of us can relate to this guy. I mean, if you think about it, 38 years, what happens? Things tend to get normal. And if we look at our lives, there's probably some things that we've been dealing with for years and years and years that have become normal, right? That have become a part of of really a regular part of life. Again, this can happen physically, right? Maybe there's an ache or sore that we've just kind of put up with for years and years and years, and it's become normal, right? Also, this can happen to us in different parts of our lives as well, right? This can happen to us spiritually. And if we're honest with ourselves, we've probably put up with some things in our lives spiritually for years and years, and years. Right? There's that sin that we keep going back to. 
right? There's that struggle that we let have a hold of us and we allow it to become a normal part of life. And we never experience God fully for who he is. We never experience life fully because of, of who he is because we allow that to become normal, right? For some of us, we allow this in our relationships. For some of us, our relationships, there's some strains in it because of some unforgiveness that we've held on to for years and years and years. Because we failed to ask forgiveness for years and years and years. And we deal with this, and it's lingered, and it continues on. But check this out. Check how Jesus uses this to lead to his red-letter question here in verse 6. It says, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? This question may seem like a simple question. In fact, we may even look at him and think, like, that's a dumb question, Jesus. Like, of course the guy wants to get well. Like, duh. Like, obviously he does. But again, this goes beyond the surface level. Right? There's some depth to this question. And really, that's why Jesus asked it. Because he knows the power of questions. He knows the transforming power behind it. So he asked, do you want to get well? And here's where it's interesting. The way the man responded it's super interesting, and I think many of us, we can actually relate to it if we're honest with ourselves. Verse 7 says, Sir, the invalid replied, I have, no one, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Again, what we thought was a simple question, what thought, we thought was a no-brainer, what we thought might even have been a dumb question, of course he wants to get well. Look at how the guy answers. He doesn't answer with a resounding yes. He's not like, of course, Jesus, help me. Let's do this, right? No, he answers with what? He answers with an excuse, right? He says, no one will help me. I can never be the first in line. Someone else cuts in front of me each and every time, right? This man by the pool, he knew what it took to get well, but he also knew the obstacles in the way. And these obstacles had been there so long that he allowed them to become his excuse. I think if we're honest with ourselves today, I think this is how we respond to our struggles. This is how we respond to, to some of our illnesses. This is how we respond to some of the things that are keeping us from experiencing what God wants us to experience. Right? We've allowed these obstacles to become excuses in our lives for why we're not getting better. I mean, think about it. We all have excuses. Maybe for you, if I asked you, hey, do you want to get well financially? Maybe your answer, maybe it's not just a yes, maybe it's an excuse, right? Maybe for you, you when you say, hey, I need, to, I need to get better financially, I need to be smarter, you just say, you know what, well, I'm not really in a season of life right now where I can budget. What is it? It's an excuse. You know, I just don't have a, I don't have a job that, that pays that much because I never went to college and, you know, I, so I just, I can't, I can't get ahead financially, so this is how I'm always going to be. What is that? It's an excuse, right? I'm just not able to, to be obedient. I'm not able to give right now because of where I'm at. It's an excuse. I think some of us, we're holding on to, to struggles and some pains mentally and emotionally because of excuses. You might say, you know, I just don't have any confidence because of how I was raised, because of what I went through, because of what someone said to me. Right? Because that person I was supposed to trust, what they did to me, what they said to me, how they abused that trust. And listen, I get it. It's not an excuse for them. But don't let what's not an excuse for them be an excuse for you. 
Don't let your anger stir up just because of what somebody did, because you're unwilling to give forgiveness. For some of us, we have these excuses. We say, you know, I want to get well mentally, but I won't go talk to anybody about it because that's not what we do in my family. That's not how I was raised. We don't let anybody else in. It's an excuse. And we have them. We keep going back to them, right? I mean, physically, we have excuses as well, right? I mean, think about it. Do we want to get well? I do, but I, I just don't have time to go to the gym. I don't, I don't have enough money to pay for the food that it, that it costs to actually eat right. I'm not, I don't want to go for a run to this today because, well, it, it's raining outside. I may or may not have used that one just this past week, right? We have excuses, and we have them spiritually as well. Right? We look at it and say, man, do you want to get well? Do you want to get closer to God? I do, but you don't understand. You don't understand what I've done. I can't even go into church because the lightning will strike down the church. Listen, we've had some crazy people in here. I'm letting you know. You can look at your neighbor. Lightning didn't strike down, so you should bring other people, right? right? We have excuses for everything. And we can make up excuses all day long, but that's not the question. right? The question is, hey, why haven't you got better? The question is, do you want to get well? Right? If you're wrecking your finances, let me ask you, do you want to get well? Hey, if you're, if you're a wreck emotionally or, or mentally, let me ask you, do you want to get well? If there's struggles and troubles in your relationships, do you want to get well? If you're physically out of shape here, do you want to get well? If you're spiritually lost, you feel completely disconnected to God, let me ask you, do you want to get well? We need to stop making excuses and we need to answer the question in our lives. See, the truth is an excuse is really a cover-up for disobedience. And God's called us to obey. And it's time for us to answer this question. It's time for us to answer this question. And this is really where the man is as well. And Jesus is using this question to transform him. But what's incredible is what Jesus tells him next and what Jesus does next as well. So check this out in verse 8. Jesus asked the question, and then verse 8 says, Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And at once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat and walked. Once Jesus addressed the issue, at once the man was cured. For some of us, that question is getting asked to us is because we need to allow Jesus to be a part of the issue. We need to allow Jesus to address the issue in our life. See, at once, when we do that, at once we can be cured, we can be healed, we can be cleansed. Another version says that this man was made whole. His issues, his problems, they were solved. Imagine that in our lives. Imagine that that issue in your marriage that needs a miracle. Imagine the miracle happening. Imagine that sickness that you're dealing with in your health. Imagine it. Imagine being healed from that, right? Imagine that financial stress being relieved, right? Imagine that emotional baggage being removed. It happens when we let Jesus in. It happens when we allow Jesus to address the issue and we answer the question, do you want to get well? Because this question leads to transformation. Because Jesus knows his power. He knows he has power over all that. He knows what he can do. He knows that he was sent by his father to live a perfect life, die on a cross, be risen again so that we could be connected to him. So he asked, do you want to be well? But then he gives a couple commands. 
He gives a couple directions, which I want us to walk away with today. He gives us a couple steps. So number one is this. He tells the man to get up. And the truth is, for some of us in our lives, this is what we need to do. It's time for us to get up. For some of us to get well, we need to get up. Listen, over the last couple of weeks, some of you know that I've been dealing with some, some back pain, some lower back pain. I wish I had a cool story to tell you like how I got that lower back pain, but this is how you know you're getting older. Like it used to be when you have a, an injury or some type of soreness, you're like, yeah, I did this playing basketball. My knees hurt because I was playing basketball. It was a sweet layup. I came down wrong, but it's all right. Now it's like, man, my back hurts. I think it's because I slept, right? But I've been dealing with this back pain for the last couple of weeks. And each morning, like it's this is the, when it's the worst. Right, my back is like so tight. I get out of bed. I'm like, oh, oh, right. But I've got to get up because what I do is when I realize it gets better through the day because it warms up. So I've got to get up. So I'm getting up. I'm going. I'm doing some stretches. I'm going to the gym. I'm getting on the elliptical. I'm getting on the bike. I'm, I'm warming it up so that I feel better. And the truth is the same for many of us and many of our issues. Many times we just need to get up. Many times what we do is we're laying there and it gets worse and worse. Listen, the more I lay in bed, the worse my back hurts. And same is true for some of us in our, in our problems. The more we lay in those issues, the more we lay down and not actually address it, the worse they get, right? So I want to ask you, I want to challenge you to get up, right? Stop letting those things keep you down. Stop putting yourself down, but get up. Again, if you look through the Bible, it talks about this. All throughout the Bible, it talks about getting up. It talks about rising up. In fact, it states it 38 times. If it states it that many times, guess what? It's something that we need to take serious. And it's something that Jesus says is something that we need to take serious as well. Jesus said to the man in verse 8, he says, get up. Listen, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week. Get up. Instead of moping around because of a problem that you're going through, Instead of holding on to, to some issue that's really in the past, instead of holding on to some lie that may be told and told about you, get up. Get up from it and continue on. I want to challenge you this week to get up. See, I think Jesus asked us, do you want to get well? But he tells us to get up. And then he also tells us to pick up your mat. Right? Pick up your mat. Here's the interesting thing about our mat. We're the only ones that can pick it up. We're the only ones that can do it. I think a lot of us, we don't move forward because we're waiting for somebody to do something for us that they were never intended to do. We're waiting for somebody to do something for us that only we can do. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week to pick up your mat. I mean, think about it. Let's look at this illustration here. We have my, the nice yoga mat here, right? This is how I stretch my back. Go ahead and do warrior one position for you here in two seconds. No, I won't. But if you look at this mat, right, what do we do? Oftentimes we stand on our mat. We even sit on our mat, right? So look at this. If I sit on my mat, I'm going to have Corey come illustrate something for a little bit. If I sit on my mat, I should preach from down here. This is weird. This is a great video for Facebook Live right now too. But if I sit on my mat and Corey tries to pick it up, and he's pretty strong, trust me, I've seen him, he can't do it. Now again, portions of this go back to my actually New Year's resolutions and my weight loss stuff, but he can't pick it up. Let's give Corey a round of applause. Somebody else can't pick it up. But when I get up, right, I had to stand up, I had to get up, and when I get up, what I can do is I can pick up my mat. I'm the only one that can do it, right? I'm the only one that has the power to do that, 
right? Corey's a strong guy, but he still can't do it. And the truth is, there's some things in our life that we just need to pick up. There's some things in our life that we need to quit blaming others because what that is is an excuse. And we need to pick up those excuses so that God can do a work in our life. Think about it. What's your mat? What's that excuse that you keep going back to? What's that thing that you wish that somebody else would do that you know they can't, that only you can do? I want to challenge you to pick it up. Right? Don't let that become your resting place. Don't let that become the place where you get stuck, but instead, pick it up. Do what only you can do. Jesus says, get up. He says, pick up your mat. And then he says, walk. For some of us, we just need to move. And for some of us, it's time to walk. It's time for us to take a step. It's time for us to take a step in obedience. It's time for us to take a step in faith. It's time for us to live out what God's called us to do instead of holding on to all those things. Instead of staying, remaining seated, instead of remaining on our mats, it's time for us to take a step and walk in obedience. All right, for you, maybe for you that means this week you take a risk. You take that risk that you feel like God's been challenging you to take. It may be scary. It may not look exactly like you planned it. It may not be exactly what you planned. But God's calling you to take that risk. I want to challenge you to walk. I want to challenge you to move in that. Maybe for you, maybe that means you need to reconcile a relationship. Maybe that's your step of faith. Maybe that's your step of obedience in your life. Maybe for you it's financially. Maybe it's that you take a step and you actually budget. Right? Maybe it's that you take a step and, and you become obedient and you start to give as well. Right? Maybe it's the, that you start to serve in your life, placing others first, right? looking outside your own box, but you actually take that step of faith. You take that step of obedience. Maybe for you, maybe it's to offer forgiveness to somebody. Maybe that's your step this week. Maybe you've been holding on and holding on and carrying this grudge around for far too long and it's kept you down and God's calling you just to take a step. He's calling you to walk. Walk out forgiveness. Maybe it's asking forgiveness. Listen, people do some mean things to us, but we've done some mean things to others as well. For some of us, maybe we need to ask forgiveness. Maybe that's our step. Maybe it's we need to even confess something that we've done. Listen, Satan works through lies. And when we hold on to something, it's the best way for him to lie to us. Maybe for us, it's time to take a step and confess. And not allow Satan to have a foothold in our life anymore. But to do it, we have to walk. We've got to walk in obedience. So Jesus is asking us, he's asking us, do you want to get well? But he's telling us to get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And here's what's, here's what's amazing about Jesus. Is this isn't the ending of the story, right? Because Jesus actually continued on. And as you see in the continuation of the story, that Jesus works a little differently than us, but he also works completely, right? So let's look at this. In verse 9, let's go through verses 15 now. The remaining of verse 9 says, The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, It's the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick up, pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd. That was there. There's a couple things here that I don't want us to overlook. One is this. When it comes to the work of Jesus, 
It's in his timing. And we never understand his timing. But we have to trust it. It says, Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath. Now for us, that doesn't seem like a big deal. But during this time, this was huge. You didn't do things on the Sabbath. There are certain things you just didn't do. And picking up your mat was definitely one of them. Right? So the religious leaders, they see this man who they knew was, was disabled. They knew that, right? And he's carrying his mat. So the religious leaders see this. And this was a huge deal to them, right? Because again, for them, they weren't even, there's a certain amount where you were even allowed to walk during Sabbath days. Like the rules were crazy. So picking up his mat, doing a miracle on the Sabbath was a big deal. It didn't fall within the religious rituals. It didn't fall within the guidelines. And the truth is, when Jesus does a work in our life, it's not going to fall within our guidelines. And if we're being religious about it, truth is, we're probably going to get upset. Jesus works outside of the guidelines. He works outside of timing we even understand. But he works completely. All right? check out this in verse 14. It says, later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, again, he sees the guy that he had, he had healed, the paralyzed guy. He sees him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. What's interesting about this, if you go back to it, the religious leaders, they question this man. What do he do? Again, he made excuses, right? Again, he tried to point the blame to somebody else. He was sinning in the religious leader's eyes, but instead of actually owning it, instead of taking up and saying, you know what, this is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus can do. He started making excuses because he didn't want to get in trouble. So Jesus goes and finds him and says, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. And this is the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Jesus knew that the, that the problem yeah, externally the problem that he was paralyzed. Yeah, externally the problem is that, that he was an invalid, that he had some issues. But he also knew that the man had some internal problems as well. And he chased him down. He chased him down to warn him and told him to stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. So I don't know about you, but if there's sin in my life and Jesus comes chasing me down, that's a scary thing. But it's also a very freeing thing. He said, stop sinning or something worse what happened to you? And this is incredible too, because here's this man who had been paralyzed for 38 years. I don't know about you, but that seems pretty bad. But Jesus warns him that could get even worse. So stop sinning. And here's why. Because Jesus' healing isn't just on the external, it's the internal as well. And he wants to heal you the same way. Jesus' healing isn't just temporary, it's permanent. But we have to listen to him. Right? He wants us to be well. But we have to answer the question, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? Then we've got to get up, pick up our mat, and stop sinning. If you would, pull out the connection card in the seat back in front of you. As we close, I want us to close a, a little differently today. Again, I want you to fill out this connection card, but I'm going to give you a chance to respond in, in an, a, a couple different ways. One is this, maybe here today, and maybe for you to get well, your first step is to make a commitment to follow Christ. Maybe here today, maybe you never did that, or maybe you're here and maybe you walked away from that. Listen, I want to give you that opportunity. What you can do is simply on that connection card in the back, it says, I want to make a commitment to follow Christ today. Check mark that box. Check mark that box and then believe that God loved you so much that he gave his son and receive him as your Lord and Savior. Receive his forgiveness for your sins. Then there's a spot that says, God's asking me to. Maybe for you, maybe God's asking you simply to get up. 
Maybe you've been wallowing in self-pity. Maybe you've been just really putting yourself down. It's time to get up. That's so I want to challenge you to write that. Write that down, but then begin to live that out. There's another, maybe for you, God's asking you to pick up your mats. Pick up some of your excuses. Write that down, live that out. Maybe God's asking you to take a walk and walk and take a step in faith and obedience. Whatever that is, write that down. Maybe God's asking you to stop sinning. The truth is we'll each struggle eat every single day. But with his help, we can conquer anything. Why have we asked him for help yet? Whatever God's asking you to do, I want to challenge you to write it down and then live it out. And there's also a place for prayer because we'd love to partner with you in prayer. But beyond the card as well, I want to challenge you. If today's message spoke to you wherever you're at, I want to challenge you as we begin to sing, I want to challenge you to come down front and we have just little pieces of mat that we want to give you as a reminder. Maybe for you, maybe your step is to, to get up. And maybe for you, as you pick this piece of mat up, it's, it's the reminder that, you know what? I'm not supposed to lay on this. I'm not supposed to be locked down to this. I'm not supposed to let anything drag me down. Maybe for you, maybe you literally need to pick up a mat. And this piece of mat, this green piece of mat, will remind you of an excuse that you use to not get well. An excuse that you're using to hold on to your pain or struggle that you have. Maybe for you, you're called to walk. Maybe for you, you're called to stop sinning. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you, though. I want to challenge you as you leave here today. Leave here change and leave here with a reminder of that change. So if you would, what we're going to do is we're going to stand up right now. And we're going to go into this worship song. And as we sing the, the first verse and chorus, I want to challenge you to come down and grab a piece of a mat. If God's calling you to get up, if he's calling you to pick up your mat, if he's calling you to walk, or if he's calling you to stop sinning. Feel free to come down at any moment. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week. Thank you.